All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. <laughs> it's a big milestone game uh for it a number is. of reasons we'll get right to it um we didn't we were hoping that Claude Giroux was gonna pick up his two points needed for a thousand we weren't sure it was gonna happen but typical Claude Giroux fashion he scores right away picks up the assist I guys can you take me through this game if you're a player um hey there's nothing left to play for at the end of the year right the the season's over you're but this is pretty cool, especially with a team as young as Ottawa, to see Claude Giroux pick up a thousand points, and you're part of it, Yorkie. Yeah, no, definitely cool. Well, you, you saw the expression and 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 how quickly the guys jumped off the bench after Brady Kachuk gave the wave and Stutzla scrambling for the puck. That to me, it's 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 a unique situation because you got a guy that's Claude's age on such a very young team. So great moment. 
it, it adds to the to the year. And I, we mentioned this yesterday. Sure, they missed on the playoffs, but as far as the positives go, a lot of guys had coming out parties this year. Stutzla, Brady Kachuk, Jake Sanderson, and then one guy, instead of a coming out party, he said this last night, he's, he's, he's like one of those fine bottles of wine. It's like he's getting better. <laughs> this goal total this year, Bob, I think this is the most goals he's had. Man, what's the date? I'm not a stats guy, but it's it's been a while since Claude has had a year like this. So it's um it's, it's only a second thirty goal season. Well, so there you go. There there you go. And um it's just for, for Claude coming back to his hometown, having his kids here, then having the young players around watching him conduct his business to see what he does, how he does it, that's gonna pay off huge for this team uh for years to come. Yeah, it is. I think um you know, we, we talked about him having fingerprints all over the room in, in different ways. And uh, a lot of guys took steps because of probably directly as a result of having him around and in the room. So um, it's unbelievable. The re, I guess you call it a reemergence, right? Um, in some sense, yeah. but uh, really, really cool to see him doing it at 35 years old. And um, and how much this the, the group means to him, I think, is, you know, I mean, you see it in the celebration. It's incredible. It's an incredible night for all those young guys to be a part of because there's going to be a couple other thousand-point scorers in the, in the lineup, I think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, the interesting part of that is he needs one more goal to set a new career high at 35. He's just tied That's his – he's man. equaled his career high at 34. <clears throat> think of how – like, what a – I, I just uh, – I'm impressed of the season that he's had because it's impressive. Uh, for and no. for all the reasons yeah. you just listed, but it is fun to watch what's happened with Claude Giroux when there were question marks for him coming in. Like, does he still have the foot speed? Is he going to be okay? Yeah. yeah, he was a little bit better than okay. You know what <laughs> he certainly does? was. Bob, do you know what he's so great at? And in a game, in today's game, where you hear these two terms all the time, it's it's a young man's game, and it's all about speed in today's NHL. You watch Claude Giroux play, and He's not the fastest skater out there, but when he gets the puck, he's just got that ability that great players have always had throughout the generations to slow the game down and to create yeah. time and space. So many guys go a million miles an hour out there, and you see them flying around in practice, and they look like a million yeah. bucks. I, I bet you if you watch Claude yeah. in practice, he's probably going around tape to tape, not going too fast, but all of a sudden he gets into the game and – it's low and slow. Some guys, some guys just have it, eh, Bob? Some guys just have that ability. And I would put him in the category because we look at McDavid. Why is he so good? Because he's so friggin' fast. Uh, Dreisaitl's big and skilled. But even Claude, he's not even a big guy. So he's not big. He's not fast. And he's not young. <laughs> and here you go. He's having his, he's ha he's having his best year in a long time because what he is... I would put him as the top three smartest hockey players in the NHL. He might even be the smartest player in the league because he's doing it without without those things I mentioned, which makes it incredible to see what he's doing. Yeah, just a very cerebral player, like you said. Got a got a way to slow the game down for himself, but um, just he just you know that motor in, in his mind is always going, and he's always thinking about the next play. So um, he, you know he's a guy that could probably what two more years on his contract here. Yeah. Is that right? He, he should probably yeah. get a 10-year deal by the way he's playing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Like, Lock him up. I I think 
I think between 2011-12 season and 27-18, he led all scores in the National Hockey League. He was the leading scorer in the National yeah. Hockey League. People forget, I guess, of how good and consistent Claude Giroux has been throughout his career. And we always come back to it. It's consistency, right? You guys can all have great seasons, but to do it over a long period of time, like 16 seasons, that's impressive. Crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it certainly is. Should, should also note, Claude Giroux played his first NHL game in Ottawa, and he played his game where he got his 1,000th and one point in Ottawa. So – uh, I know you guys are big trivia guys, and you'll want to hold on to that nugget for later when you're on oh, a yeah. bar or yeah, something thanks. trying to <laughs> so uh, throw throw that one out. Uh, anyway, back to the game. Good for Ottawa to get the win. They're now one win away from, obviously, one game left, but one win away from getting 40 on the season. They've only done that, I think, 12 of the 30 or 29 times in the NH uh, that they've been in the National Hockey League. Haven't done it since 2016-17. I'd like to see them get it. One of the reasons they got to 39 uh, was Mad Sogard, Yorkie, as you uh, were pointing out last night. Oh, my God. He's later on in that game, C Carolina made a huge push. The one glove save, yeah. I believe it was on the power play when it came across crease. Just a beautiful glove save. Mm -hmm. A couple other huge saves late in that game. And it was the time of the it was the time of making those saves. So, yeah, he's he's had some up and downs. This is the thing I like about him. Though. Number one, he's big. Number two, he seems to he seems to bounce back really well when he has a tough outing, and to me that shows a guy that's got some mental toughness. So all th this guy really intrigues me. Like he's got a lot of he's got a lot of attributes you love to see in a goaltender, and I, I thought he was tremendous last night. And um, you know, after Claude Giroux and Tim Stutzler, probably the the third best player for the Ottawa Senators last. Kachuk was great as well, but uh, no, I, I've been I've been really impressed with him. I, I think there's definitely something there with Sogard. Yeah, he had some really timely saves, and he, I like that he has no wasted movements, it feels like. He feels like he's very yeah. calm in the net, gets to gets to a spot, and cuts angles down well. Um, but yeah, after, you know, after Timmy and, and G, probably the third star, the best player um, on the ice, and very, I guess, I guess composed would be the word. He looks very composed for a lot of that night. Uh, I want to quickly come back to Giroux before we move on. We do have some arts and crafts to show. One is uh, Claude played as he's played on just three teams, four, yeah, three teams. I don't know why I thought there was four. Uh, when you look at the, I mean, he's put up 78 points in 81 games with Ottawa. Uh, I just think it's impressive with what he's been able to do. The Philadelphia thing is kind of cool to play 1,000 games, 900 points, and then you get traded out. Yeah. But, uh, He'll play his 1100th game tomorrow, or sorry, Thursday in Buffalo. Um, and then here's a trivia question, gentlemen, before we go to the next one. How many Ottawa Senator players have had 1,000 career points? At, so they've played at some point with Ottawa. They've gone on to record 1,000 oh. career points. Wow. That wasn't in the nerd report. We didn't get a nerd report. I know. I keep some of this stuff full. <laughs> I want to give you all the answers. <laughs> Well, Alfredson's for sure. Uh, I'm gonna. Man. I'm just taking a guess at five or six. Yeah. Uh, Is that even close? Yeah, it's close. Okay. I'm gonna say eight. I'm gonna say the. I'm gonna say eight. Eight players. Now remember, there's only 96. Or actually, 97 now with Joe Pavelski. He's got a thousand last night as well. Uh, 97 oh. players in NHL history have recorded a thousand points. Oh wow! Okay, I'll I'll switch I'll switch mine to uh, would you, would you say Bob five? I'll go with four. Uh, yeah, five is my number. 
Yorkie wins the free pen today. Uh, it is four, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Well, you made me change uh, my mind after the after the facts. So there's only nine. I know. Guys. I, I was like, when you said eight, I'm like, whoa, settle down. There's no way. Whoa. It's uh, Daniel oh, Alfredson, look. Marion Hosa, Alex Kovalev. People forget. L'artiste. L'artiste. <laughs> he played 130 <laughs> odd games in Ottawa. People forget. Uh, Put a lot of miles on that plane of we, his, too. <laughs> Bob, you he was gone or were you did you play with him? I can't remember now. Uh he was gone by the time I came in. <laughs> yeah. I never crossed paths with him. <laughs> Five million a year. I heard he I heard <laughs> he has nothing. I heard he I heard he has the record for fastest guy off the ice, unchanged, and in a private plane and out of town. I heard, I, I, heard, I heard soon as the soon as the whistle was blown after practice, I heard he was out of that rink so fast, and uh, onto one of his very onto one of his various we, hobbies in life. The the media we would label those guys pert guys. They're two and one, so they don't waste time with conditioner. They're just in and out. So we call them pert the pert plus. Guys. Pert plus, <laughs> just simply quick. Yeah, in and out. Uh, he was one for sure. Uh, yeah, there was a few, but, uh, I remember Pavel Burry was, it seemed to me like Travis Green was another one who was on the bus before like the final whistle went, it felt like, like just gone. Travis um, Green, really? Guys go, always eh? made me laugh. I, I, I feel like it was, it was someone on the Leafs. I feel, it was around the Travis Green era. I feel like it might've been him, but just, there was always guys just out the door as soon as they could possibly leave. Anyway, uh, we're moving on cause we got lots to talk about. Uh, <laughs> And I don't know if there's anything else left to talk about from last night's game, although Jake Sanderson did play 29 minutes, as usual. Uh, Yorkie, I promise, I promise we are going to talk about Alex Dabrinkit today. Really? Why? Because Pierre Dorian made it an issue yesterday. Uh, he was on the radio talking about uh, things that are going to happen next season in the offseason and what's going to, who's back, who's not. Um, let's start with your main man, Alex Dabrinkit, who, by the way, 27 goals is pretty impressive. Yep. Uh, Dorian says we are going to be a cap team, uh, so we might have to be a bit creative as far as doing guys on bridge deals, maybe some guys on long-term deals. All right, so he confirmed they will exercise the nine million dollar qualifying offer to Alex DeBrinket this summer. "Quote: We are going to qualify Alex at the end of the year, even if we don't have a contract." Yorkie, I'm going to assume your head's about to explode. Um, how are you? How are you handling this? Well, that's not that's not news. You you have to qualify the player because if you don't, you you lose his rights. So number one, it's business as usual. You do have to requalify the player, but who knows what's going to happen from by the time the season ends to the time the draft comes. And here's the thing: when you make trades. You don't announce three months before we are planning on trading this player. That's not how it works. So <laughs> I, th I, it's I think all balls are in the air as far as, as far as Alex Kabrinkit goes. Number one, for sure, you, you have to requalify him because you just you just gave up a a, a ton of assets for the player. So you're going to continue to control the asset. And hey, he's had a pretty good year. He said 27 goals. Yeah, career high he's, got career, he's got a career high for assists. He's been a nice he's been a nice addition to the Ottawa Senators. And but the thing this is what it's going to come down to is can you 
convince him to sign an extension, in my opinion, for less money. Because if you're gonna if 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 you if you're gonna do the extension, and it's 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 in the nine million dollar range, it just it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't if, even if I'm him, I'm taking the, the qualifying offer. Hundred yeah, percent, sure thing. Hundred percent. And and there's a there's a lot of things there's a lot of things. This just in <laughs> news alert: the things could potentially change between who knows what's going to happen when new ownership comes in. Who knows? Who knows who's going to buy the team? Who knows what ownership is going to do as far as do they bring their own people in? Do they have a new general manager? Do they keep Pierre with the coaching stuff? All that stuff will play out in due time. The one thing I do know, Wally, is Pierre Dorian's on a two-year. He's got, he's got two more years on his contract. So depending on who buys the team, maybe they, maybe they want to see what status quo can do. Maybe they want to build off what this team has done this year. Maybe they like it. Maybe they like where the team's going. So... I think I think that's the prudent answer. Absolutely, we're going to qualify him at nine million. But I think before you start talking extension and all that stuff, and that wasn't discussed. So that to me is yeah. when things are going to get interesting. One thing I'd be careful of, guys: the longer you wait, the more power shifts to the Alex DeBrinket camp, and then they can just yeah. wait, and then all of a sudden, that huge deal that you could maybe pull off at the draft and get some real good pieces that can help you take the next step as the Ottawa Senators, not just for next year, but for years to come. You don't, you want to make sure you don't miss that opportunity because I think if you're going to do it, the draft, the draft is the best possible place to, to do that trade. If that's what you want to do. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more with everything you just said. Um, but yeah, it's the same thing as, you know, if Alex gets up to, you know, a qualifying offer and it just says 9 million. I don't know how upset you are uh, if you're him saying, I'll play one year for nine um, <laughs> and bet on myself again. Um, I, I'm going to guess that he's got no problem doing that. Nobody likes to play under a one-year tag, but for 9 million bucks, yeah. I think I think somebody could stomach it. <laughs> so uh, it will be interesting. I, I do agree with the fact that the longer it goes, the more power and leverage goes to the player and their camp. Um, so it, you know, I guess it's not prudent, but it should. You, you got to you got to get moving on it a little bit, I think, right? Bob, let me ask you this: Being well, a, a goal scorer, let me just let me ask. I'm interested to get Bobby's take on this because Bobby's a goal scorer, and when you're a goal scorer, you want to be put in the best possible opportunities all the time. Would you sign a nine year a nine year an extension if you know you're never going to be the number one left winger on the team? That's always going to be Brady Kachuk. Yeah. Um, I, I guess it, it depends on, I mean, for me, I would have, I would have been okay with it. Um, and taking a backseat to the captain, I think that that's okay. Uh, I don't, I can't speak to his makeup, but I know that guys that are goal scorers that, that want those minutes and those playing times, it's certainly something that's weighing on him. Like I'm, I'm sure it's in his discussion with his agent and things like that. When he's saying, listen, I'm, I'll sign for this amount but I'm not going to take less to stay here to be his number two guy. Um, when I, you know, when history shows that I can hang 40 um, elsewhere. So it, it's certainly something I'm sure he's going through. Yeah. Yeah. The, okay. Wait, then does winning matter? So if you can make 9 million, yeah. put up close to 30 goals playing on a second line with a chance to compete for, well, let's compete. say a playoff spot at the moment, but it could, 
like to really compete to maybe make a dent in the playoffs, does that matter? And I will say he's playing in Canada, which means his living expenses are a lot lower. <laughs> Have you gone to the grocery <laughs> store lately? <laughs> <laughs> he just goes uh, to Chipotle. Yeah. Uh, I think it matters. I think, I think it's probably hard to be. It would be very hard to walk away from a group that looks like they're building something pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think that that's probably got a lot to do with it as well. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. You know. I don't now, know what his motivations are, but I'm sure that that would be a yeah. very very hard walk. The other question I have is um, being a guy that he kind of played, it felt like this year was a one year deal too. Um, not only that, he played in a new team, new city, new country. Um, I feel like he was kind of playing under a one year deal this year as well. Like, and he seemed to do okay. Yeah, he did. He had a, he had a, yeah. he had a good year. He had a good year this year. Like any guy that puts up goals, and puts up points. You're going to have hot periods. You're going to have cold periods. Um, the couple concerning things for me, and he's the number one. I'll, I'll preface this by saying he's still a young player. I believe he's 24 yeah. years old, so he's still a young player, um, and he's never really been in a situation where you're on a team that the expectations are to win. The only, not the only one. One of the red flags I had when this year when the senators really needed him to perform they really needed and here's the thing if you want to be a guy that makes eight and nine million dollars i truly believe this you need to make the players around you better it should never be yeah. it should never be well he's got pinto as a center so if you give him a good centerman then let's see what he can do no if if, if that's the question then you shouldn't be a guy that's making eight or nine plus million dollars a year because guys that do that make, they elevate players. They make yeah. guys around them better. Like Jake Sanderson, he's going to get a huge raise. Number one, because he's yeah. a great player, but because he makes guys around him better. Case in point, how good was Travis Hamannick before Jake Sanderson got to town? And now everyone's talking about Travis Hamannick like he's this, Great leader, great defenseman, and hey, hey, listen, he's had a great year. Not to take anything away from him, but to my point, again, look what Tim Stutzla. He makes guys around him better. So yeah. I think you got to be you got to be very careful who you who you overpay, who you give your yeah. money to, and the other thing too, Bob, and you'll, you'll like this as a power play guy. We were talking about this before the show. So right now, the way the power play is set up. Dabrinkit can stay out on that power play for a minute and 45, a minute and 50 seconds. And it doesn't matter because the guy that the guy that's changing for him is Matthew Joseph. So yeah, you know, yeah. if you, if yeah. you come, if you, if you come to the bench and you extend yourself by 20 or 30 seconds, he's not caring. Other hand, you nope. got Dabrinkit, <laughs> you got, you got, you got Batherson when he's changing. Well, he's got Claude Giroux that wants to get on the ice. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know as well as I do, I, I'm not staying on the power play for a minute and 40 and letting Drew, uh, because number one, he's going to be pissed, and number two, he can do a pretty good job on that power play. So yeah. everyone's ass everyone's assuming that Dabrinkit's going to get back to 40 next year. I don't see it with the current makeup, the Ottawa Senators, because guess what? Next year, Norris is healthy, and that's another that's another player 
that you're going to have to have to find power play minutes for. And it's just, yeah. it's, I don't care who you are, unless you play a minute and a minute and 40 of every power play. Claude Drew is a little bit of an exception, but he plays on the top line. It's, it's very tough to get 40 goals in this year, in this league. It is uh, very much so. Okay. Here's my question. <clears throat> so Yorkie, at, would you take Alex to bring it on your team next year? And for what price then as a second line left winger? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. Like to me, he's a guy that I, I see him in the long-term range in the, in the sevens, but he's not going to take that. Yeah. He's not going to take that. Yep. Like he, I can't, I can't pay him on a long-term deal more than Tim Stutzler or more than Brady Kachuk. I think they've got to do a sell job on saying kind of what the Boston Bruins do. The, like you look yeah. at what their top players make. The reason it works because you've got guys like Marchand that were willing to stay for less to allow the team to go out and get better players. And they valued winning over personal stats and getting paid. So it's it'll be up to the players if that's what they want to do to go in have conversations management and somebody say we love you we want you to be part of it we see you at this number um that's what i would do is that going to happen who knows but i think that that would be the prudent thing to do get him on a long-term deal and get him somewhere in the sevens but i why would you do that if you're him like you're gonna you can be yeah. a top line guy on a lot of teams in this league score your 40 goals um and and get paid okay then i got yeah. one question bobby before we uh, move on that's if you are so you made whatever it was eight something or a, a year did it bother the guys that were scoring more points than you and all that stuff making less like would tim stutz like give a shit if alex debrinkett's making more money or brady kachuk care that alex debrinkett's making more money and scoring less points and playing less minutes I don't think so because they have their long-term contracts. They're they're in place too, right? So um, I I genuinely I don't I don't think I've ever ran across that in the league. Um, ultimately, everybody wants everybody to get paid. That they're you know you're rooting for the other guys. So I don't think so. Um, but if I'm Pierre Dorian and I'm I'm making sure absolutely everybody that comes in knows you're not going to make more than our captain and you're not going to make more than Tim. So, so those are our guys. And that, that's, that's the benchmark and you can fall in wherever you, wherever we find you room. But those are the two guys that are going to be carrying, making the most money. And Josh Norris as well. Have you, we forget him cause he's been out yeah. so much, but yeah, yeah, those are your three, right? Those are your three guys. And I wouldn't, to answer your question, I, I wouldn't want to go into next season with a $7 million second line winger when you have all that money committed to other guys i would like to find pieces that you can plug and play a little more for cheaper yeah. you know and that's not a slight i think okay. alex is going to get paid somewhere nope yeah we'll uh and we will discuss it's, this more in the off season but there's just a lot more to discuss before it's we gonna be uh, go it's, wally it's gonna it's gonna be interesting too because when josh norris comes back next year and yeah he doesn't if he doesn't get 35 goals People are going to say, well, he's had a down year. He didn't get his 35 goals. But the way the Senators are constructed has changed since then. Like, it's a totally different team now. Like, I, I see Josh yep. playing more as, like, that two-way centerman that matches up against the other teams. Well, a little bit different than Fish, a little bit better goal scorer than Fish, not quite as physical. But I just think people are going to have to change their expectations 
of, of him as a 35 goal scorer. Cause I don't, I don't think he's, it's going to be tough, especially if you bring to back. <laughs> like yeah. There's only so yeah. many, there's only so many guys that can get 30 right. plus goals. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is a great problem to have, but it is a problem, <laughs> you know. Well, it's all it's all of a sudden you've got all these guys that can score like the end of the day when if you see your if you see yourself as a playoff team, you need guys like it's nice to have more than just Brady Kachuk that plays a physical style on your top two lines that that goes and yeah. retrieves pucks that that goes first on the forecheck. That's responsible defensively like it can't just all be about we've got six 30 plus goal scorers like it's gotta yeah. be it's I've, I've yet to see teams in today's league win with that kind of mall you you need a little bit of a mix you really do so it's 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 going to be interesting because like you said it's a lot of money and and it's it's um you gave up a lot to get them and and, and we'll see what happens in time yeah it should be interesting. I would like to see Patano perhaps put up a betting line on will Alex DeBrinket be back next season. Um, I think that would be uh, uh, Yorkie would be all over it. Um, speaking of Patano, our show is proudly presented by Patano. Uh, go to Patano.ca, download the all new app, uh, and have the uh, amazing world of sports with you at all times. Hundreds of betting options for events and same game parlays with Bet Builder live in game betting and the most competitive odds in the market, plus hundreds of bets um, for, which e with each game, which includes one more game for the Ottawa Senators, which we'll get to on Thursday. With Patano, the game starts now. Uh, Bobby, you get BEI today because you were late uh, to join, so um, you get oh, okay. BEI. <laughs> As always, the show brought to you by our friends at BEI, Bonisher Excavating Inc., Heavy Civil, Heavy Civil, oh, geez, Heavy Civil General Contractor helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. You can... Visit them at BonisherExcavating.com or give them a shout at 613-432-1120. And when planning your next project, consider BEI for your aggregate supply needs. Uh, you join up with those guys, you get free ice on Fridays, and they are hiring across the board just like yesterday. <laughs> Remember, slow down in construction zones, and for all your equipment rentals, give BEI a call. Uh... <laughs> Now, Yorkie, I have a surprise for you. Or Alex I heard, does. yeah. Let I'm him. excited. Let's see what happens. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. Yeah. 
That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. What's going on here? All right. Renfrew Pro Tape. Thanks to Renfrew, our, our other big sponsor here. The... Uh, Oh, what's going on here? It's, this, this is a different board here. So it's the uh, it's the one with it's it's the one with the green core. You can find them at RenfrewPro.com. Uh, they always have free tape Fridays. Ten uh, percent. No, I told you to wait you, on uh, free tape Friday. Well, it's a different it's a different board. Anyhow, big thanks to Renfrew. Let's go to the second board here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, just butchered it. Nice. Did you make that, Wally? <laughs> I. It was Arts and Crafts Day. Yeah. Tag your teammates. Follow at Renfrew Pro on Instagram, <laughs> and uh, you can share a story on there as well about your experiences with Renfrew Pro Tape. There you go. See, Bobby, this is why I didn't give this to you, but Yorkie couldn't handle it. <laughs> I said, hey, Yorkie, there's two hey. boards. Don't mention Free Tape Friday. Anyway. It's still early uh, in the morning, thank too. Thank you, our sponsors. I know. But the best thing, part about Renfrew Pro Tape is it's hand terrible. That's one of the favorite things. So you just don't have to get down with your teeth and cut it off. Yeah, Yorkie missed off. that one. Yeah. But yeah. that's okay. We'll move on. Um, speaking of moving on, as we get into more Pierre Dorian comments, Eric Brandstrom, another one of our favorite people we like to discuss, uh, quote, obviously bringing him back. Yes. He's finding his confidence skating as well as he skated before he's shown he can play those minutes. So that really bodes well. Uh, so basically everybody's coming back. There's going to be no changes going into next season. Uh, here Yorkie. Um, there's, I'm sure you're not surprised that Eric Brandstrom will be back or at least yeah. he'll be re-signed. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that your question to me? Both surprised? <laughs> yeah. What are you asking me here? Uh, or just I, the comments from, okay. Yorkie, here, comments. Can you give me your thoughts on Eric Brandstrom and will he be back next year? And would you like to see him as your top 60? Uh, thank you for rephrasing. Is the, that Eric uh, Brandstrom question. calling you right now? <laughs> no, it was my daughter. I'm turning that off. Uh, for, first off, I'll say I'll say this about Brandstrom. I think he's played really well since Shabbat's yeah. gone down and Chikrin's gone down. He's skating the puck as well as I've ever seen him skated. Um, I was watching him. I was specifically watching him last night because I knew we were going to talk about him. When he comes around the net, his head's always up. His, his passing has got not that it was poor before. But he's passing the puck with a lot more authority right now, and he's making yeah, great he's... transition play. Yeah, he's making great transition plays. Like I, I really like how he's playing. I, I'd love to see him uh, put up a few more points. He got a nice point on, uh, I think it was on, uh, on on the game winner to Giroux, and that was that was another one of those transition plays through the neutral zone where he got it, and, and he just gets it up so quickly. So, do I like what he's doing? Absolutely. Uh, do I think he can play in the NHL? Absolutely. Do I think he can be a top six in any, in Ottawa? For sure I do. Um, but this is my thing with Branstrom. He's playing this well right now because he's playing in the role that allows him to have the most success that he can have with his skill set in the NHL. And that is 
being a guy that plays a lot of minutes and plays to his strengths and is not playing as a number five, number six defenseman. He's playing against yep. the other team's skaters and guys that are trying to beat him with skill versus guys that are trying to dump it in and make him play harder minutes. So do I bring him back? Yeah, for sure I'd bring him back. But I just, if I'm, I'll be honest, if, if, if I'm Branstrom, the way I'm playing right now, and the way I see the NH, the Ottawa's defense making up, I don't know if I want to come back. Like, because yep. here's the thing. This guy was a really confident guy before he came to Ottawa. And you heard mm -hmm. what pro scouts were saying about him, what Dorian was saying about him. Th this guy, I'll tell you, believes in himself and believes that he can be a top four in the NHL. And when you're a top four in the NHL, you get paid a lot of money. Let's not forget yeah. about that. So does he want to... I know he doesn't have a lot of leverage right now, but it's going up. Um, yeah. Does he want to sign in a long-term deal? Does he want to bet on himself and just if, if, if they do offer him a long? So it'll be interesting. I will say, though, be careful when you evaluate players in these types of situations. What I mean by that is the game the other night against Tampa, Tampa wanted no part of that game. <laughs> they couldn't no. move up or down in the standings. They, yep. Last night, Carolina was playing hard, but they've already got a, a position solidified in the playoffs. So I just, I still don't think Ottawa's a great fit to get the most out of, out of Brandstrom's game. I think it's a great fit for Ottawa to have a guy like that you can plug in when one of your top four gets hurt. Yep. So it's, he's, he's, he's not going to be a top four here. He's going to be an insurance chip, a nice one to have. I still have concerns about how his game would translate into a very physical playoff series because I, I still see some issues in his own zone where he gets pushed off pucks. He loses battles, but his puck-moving offensive game, the more he's able to do that, you, you don't focus on those things, that his shortcomings. But if you put him in a five or six, you're going to see his shortcomings more. because Yeah, so there's my long-winded answer. Yeah, I mean it's but if he's he's doing he's doing great with elevated minutes right now and he's and he's getting yep. to play the role that he needs to be able to play. But when you know too many cooks in the kitchen, guy right, guys are gonna come back next year from injuries and whatnot, and now you're looking at him as your five, six, or seven. Um, and I don't know that that's the role that you want him in. Um so he's he, to me he's a really nice uh plug and play kind of guy. I would agree with that. It's just you know, you have to look at him and whether he wants that or not, or he wants an opportunity to go play bigger minutes somewhere else, right? That's that's certainly something that he's having conversations about right now too. If you're a puck, if you're uh, a Yorkie, puck it moving, is a fine you, to have your phone go off during the I, show. I've got twice. the I've got the volume off. I don't it's, know what the hell's going on, but I will tell you this: as a puck moving defenseman, when you're when you're uh, <laughs> when you're a puck when you're when you're a puck mover, and you're sitting on the bench as a five six. And you get like power play, another power play. Don't get on the ice for six minutes. Uh, okay, get out there and go out and do your thing. It's it's a lot easier for the for the normal guy that's like a six foot two, six foot three, five six, to get the puck, throw it up the boards, cross check a guy. That was a good shift. But the Bradstrom gets on the ice after six minutes sitting on the bench. Legs are a little rusty. Maybe that 
escape move or breakout pass isn't as crisp because he's been sitting on the bench so long. So it's just, I know if I'm auto, I want him. If I'm Brandstrom, it's like I said, it's, it's, uh, he's in that tweener position right now for the senators. Yeah. Uh, well, let me put it to you this way. Where do you guys see Tyler Clevin next year? Does that make it a more of an interesting dilemma? Because if you're calling Brandstrom a five, six or seven D Tyler Clevin's going to have to be in the minors because you're not going to carry Eric Branstrom on a one-way deal and play him as a seventh D. Yeah, no, I don't know. I think I, I, my guess is that Clevin would start down there and have to earn his opportunity to come back over time. Um, but he's, again, he's a, he's a role that they don't, he's a, he's a player that they don't have a lot of. Um, so you, yeah. you kind of want him, you know, you kind of want him there uh to give your blue line a different makeup and look so uh i i genuinely i have no idea how it all shakes out it'll, it'll be a very very interesting camp um when these guys come back <laughs> to battle for those spots so it looks it appears to me if you read between the tea leaves here that, that hammington ha, hammonick's going to get a new contract maybe a one-year deal mm. so that from everything his year what he's done you talk about what he's done in the room so he comes back. That's five guys. After Hamannick, who are your other two guys you're having on the team? They just gave Clevin a huge signing bonus. I know no, they say no promises are made, but when you when you commit that kind of money, like they basically gave him a bonus that you're given that you're given top ten picks. Yeah, and what was he, he was a, he was a second round draft pick that just got money that a high first round pick gets. So. If if nothing changes as far as the front office goes, let's say they go status quo, Pierre Dorian stays, everything stays, they'll be pushing for Tyler Clevin to start the season with the Ottawa Senators because money does matter. Um, yeah. It does matter who did the move. And, and that's the same thing with Brandstrom. Dorian traded yeah. for Brandstrom. He traded Mark Stone. He wants, he wants Brandstrom to succeed. If there was yeah. a new general manager, if there was a new general manager, let's say – Let's say uh, something happened and, and Dorian was no longer the general manager of the Ottawa Senators. Branston probably wouldn't be here anymore. That's how the, that, that's just, that's just how the world, that's just how the Sometimes, league works, yep. but yeah. that's how it works. Yeah. It's a hundred percent how it works, but because he's still here, he'll still be pushing for him and Branstrom's played well. So it's, it's like, Bob, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting because I, I see from what I've seen of Clevin so far, I have a hard time not seeing him on the team. So that last yeah, spot goes between Bernard Docker. Does he go back to the minors? Because he's got waivers, right? So he'll have to clear waivers next year. You're not losing him. So it's going to get interesting. I'll tell you that much. Well, maybe there's one other option, which we're going to get to in the offseason. That's perhaps trading one of your top 4D. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. We just went through. We just went through the whole dog and pony thing, or whatever you want to call it. On the Ottawa Center, yes. it's so hard to get a top four D. Can't get a top four D. How do you get a top? Okay, you know but here, here's what they we did. Got four. Now they we're need... going to trade one. <laughs> you needed a right shot D or a right side D. Oh. You got left. And <laughs> if you need to improve it some more, you look at the sh contract of Thomas Shabbat. Next oh, man. after next uh, season, it's a he has a uh, no a ten team ten team no trade 
clause, and I think he goes up to $10 million in actual salary. Just putting cash. it out there that maybe, wow. maybe we need Ooh. to discuss it. Yeah. I don't want like I mean, to I, I don't see it. it a lot. But I, I do like that we're going to get in there and stir it up. That's fun. But uh, I don't see it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see it right now. Uh, yeah. Well, Zub. We shall Zub. see. Um, but the interesting part I of see. all this is is where is where is Pierre Dorian? Where's the ownership? Because we need to know who's making all these decisions and they need to we need to know soon. Like if you're going into the draft and you've got and you're allowing Pierre Dorian and his staff to make all the decisions, then there's no point in not keeping him next year. He might as well stay. Because the whole team is going to be formed very soon, shortly thereafter. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. I on that depth chart too, I, I see Sanderson and Zub have played really well together. I, I see those guys starting next year. I see those guys as a pairing, and I see Shabbat playing with Chikrin, and then I think the third the third pairing will sort itself out via yeah. maybe well, some kind of trade of the draft, or depending on what happens to training camp. JBD's got to be on that board because he's uh, he has to clear waivers to be sent down. Yeah, yeah. So. So and that yeah, that makes it difficult. But if you give up, do you, so Tyler do you Clevin, carry him as a seven, right? Or Tyler yeah. Clevin is the odd man out, and he has to yeah. because of contracts gets sent down. Yeah. Well, don't 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 forget to there's there always seems to be injuries at training camp and exhibition. Yep. Where yeah, it's it's very rare you have seven healthy D at one time. So you probably plug those eight defensemen in who we mentioned it. And it would appear that Lassie Thompson would be on the outside looking in. And then, then you see what happens. You see how guys perform in training camp. You see which guys had good summers and you, and you have to make a tough decision after that. So you can, you can prolong this decision until after yeah. training camp, after exhibition and, and, and see where the chips fall. Like you never know. Look, look, look what happened to Josh Norris. Who thought, who thought Josh Norris I, was going to miss the whole, the entire season. And, and uh, it's, it is. Right. We all know this. It's it's always good to have depth on your blue line. Yeah. And as and we love to say that this is what the team is going to look like next year. By the time training camp rolls around, there's always change, and there's going to be more change, and there's yeah. going to be somebody on this roster that you didn't expect, or somebody yep. gone that you didn't expect. Yeah. I, it's just yeah. the reality of the game, right? So yeah, yes, I, it is. like, yeah. are you are you convinced? that Mad Sogard and Anton Forsberg are your two goaltenders next season. Hmm. Who's first? Um, I guess I wouldn't say I'm convinced, but I do think that that's what it's going to look like uh, to start. That's, that's my guess is that that's exactly how it'll look to start. But, you know, when you look at free agency now, Ottawa has always typically been a place that players avoided, like, you know, that's just the yep. facts, but I don't think that's going to be the case when you can bill. We have Kachuk, we have Stutzla, we have Norris, right? You can actually find, you can convince players with your makeup and possibly with your, with a goaltender coming in uh, through free agency, yep. because you have a good young team that's making some major leaps and, and, and strides. So it will be, it'll be interesting. I'd really like to see them identify a goalie to go after. There's going to see, be a lot of, no, there's going to be a lot of noise around the Ottawa Senators to leading up to free agency. Like there's going to be a, a massive ownership change 
And the Ottawa Senators are going to go from being a team that doesn't spend to being a cap team. And they're going to and and guys now have seen Stutzla. They're they're talking about Kachuk last night on the on the broadcast. So it's not just people in Ottawa talking about. Like we had the discussion yesterday. Is is I, I, I was Wendell Clark who was on the he was on Sportsnet talking about Kachuk. How many times would you see Wendell Clark talking about? one of the Ottawa centers. That's, that's when, you know, people are starting to take notice about this team around the league. So yeah. once, once ownership changes hands, and I do believe that, uh, I, I, I do believe that uh, Ryan Reynolds will be part of the group, whichever group it is, that, that's going to bring a lot of pizzazz to that. Does that, does that entice a free agent to come to Ottawa more? I don't know, but it, it sure makes it a lot more fun, doesn't it? One of the guys that owns the team is one of the most popular figures. And, and all of a sudden, yeah. what, what's he going to do for my brand off the ice? Because I know players today are all about the brand and what can they do off the ice. And that could get real exciting when you got a, a Hollywood star that can help you do some things off the ice too to to, to help yeah. with your uh, promoting yourself. Throwing so the new I think... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, here's part of, here's part of your contract. So Bobby Ryan, <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to I'd like to sign you and part of your contract is you're going to be my stunt double in the next Deadpool. <laughs> you're you're going to be you the go. guy. Like who the freak sign like that's up. that's just it's cha- it's crazy. Things are going to change in the next little while and that's what people are forgetting. It's it's going to get very exciting around here. Yeah, I agree. Uh I just, I would just like the ownership thing to get settled so that we do know where this is headed. And, and it just seems to be like this continual cloud of, well, yeah. Pierre Dorian can say all he wants. If he's gone in two months, it doesn't really matter, right? All that stuff doesn't matter. All those negotiations, maybe they matter because Ryan Bonus might still be here, but it doesn't, it doesn't hold water. They yeah. need to get this sorted out. And I know it's a billion dollar deal. And so it'll take time, but I just want it done. Yeah. Um, yeah. One question we have in that, or I guess to note, is Eric Carlson recorded 100 points last night. Um, or I guess he got to 100 points last night. Wild. Like, I don't know that we're appreciating exactly what he was able to accomplish this season at 32. Right? I think it's one of the oldest in the last recent memory to record 100 points as a defenseman. It's, is there any way he doesn't win the Norris Trophy? And Bobby, I... Like, what was it like to play with Eric Carlson on the ice? Well, unreal. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, unreal. Like, the guy just makes plays that other people don't see. Um, you you never – you could never take your eye off the puck with him out there because he was finding you, whether he saw you or not. Um, so, he, I mean, just the skill level, the speed that he does things at um, – you know, and and then to go through some of the injuries and come back and do this at 32 years old just speaks mm-hmm. to the, you know, to the kind of player he is, um, otherworldly. So pretty, pretty damn good player, <laughs> uh, and 100 <laughs> points is, I mean, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. There's 75 at this. I'm nuts. Without without well, 25 question, goals, with, like, it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. Without question, yeah. fellas, my fa- my favorite player to watch in the NHL throughout his career of players to watch, I love watching Eric Carlson play. I just – I never know what he's going to do. And sometimes he'll get beat, then he'll come back, and he'll do some play that, like you said, Bob, you have no idea how he saw those guys, how he did that. He's unpredictable. 
unpredictable in a good yeah. way. I love watching him. I think he's so good for the game. He's candid when he speaks. You see him in his interviews. Um, he's he's a modern day Paul Coffey. That's what he is. He's he's uh, yep. He's I think he's fantastic for the game. Great player. Uh, he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, I know people are, will argue that one. I, I he's going to win the Norris this year. A hundred points for a defenseman in this era yeah. is ab- absolutely incredible. And I'm a guy that I used to say you can't win a major award unless you make the playoffs. Well, I'll make an exception yeah. this year because what, what he's doing is incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. I don't think there's any way you can't give it to him this year. Just it, it's a runaway. Now the, the naysayers yeah. all say, right? Like Yorkie is oh, you got to make the playoffs to win an award. And he's yeah. minus 21. Who yeah. cares? You still had to put up a hundred points. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Hundy, yep. you put up a C note. I put up a C note on a shitty uh, look to it. Look at the discrepancy on points with the rest of his teammates too. Like he's there. Timo Meyer has been traded and he's still doing it. Like this guy, he's an yeah. offensive producing machine. Uh, it's, 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 I just, he, to me, he's just so fun to watch. I, 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 I enjoy Yes. I'll make a point. If the Sharkies are playing late at night, usually I would never watch them. Now that Carl's, I'll, I'll flip him on. What is he going to do tonight? I just, I get it. Yeah. I, I really enjoy watching him play. Yeah, I do too. I wish he wasn't in San Jose because yeah, that's the true. West, that's that true. becomes the West Coast and doesn't get the attention. Could you imagine yeah. if he's in Boston or Toronto right now? I'm sure he doesn't get oh. 100 points if he's playing on those teams. But holy, statue. Like, there'd be billboards. There's a, yes. A statue in Toronto. Yeah. Still, yeah. still to this, still to this day, I, I think the best play I've ever seen that that play to Hoffman, that saucer pass over, mm. yeah, thirty feet in the air, the landing tape to tape, and then the finish. Still, still, in my opinion, the best play I've ever seen. Yeah, that one was. Yeah, that one was crazy to watch. <laughs> like, where the hell is he throwing this thing? Off <laughs> just picked it up and. It was, it was, uh, it was ridiculous. That one was, re- and you know what? Nobody talks about the finish, but Hoff went in and made a really skilled move. Right. To off. Yes. So, yeah. What I a know. Play. yeah. Absolutely it's, ridiculous. I think it's watch. because we don't feel like we can discuss it. Like it's Hoffman and Carlson. Are we allowed to talk about this play? Um, yeah. Yeah. Where were you? Were, uh, do you remember where you were when that play happened? Were you on the ice? Uh, I was not on the ice. No, I watched. I watched that one from the bench. Um, I just remember Carl coming around the around the net, and I was like, "How in the hell?" I, I, like when he when he threw it, we were like, "Did he just ice it?" <laughs> and then it just dropped out of the sky right onto his stick. We were like, Did, I, "Honestly, I had no idea what he was doing." But um, I remember, I, I forget who I was sitting with, but we all kind of looked at each other like, "Did did we just witness that?" It was pretty. Well, it was pretty cool. Bobby, people have no idea how hard it is just to do oh. a basic a basic saucer pass through traffic and land it stick to stick. Like I'm talking about a ten footer. This yeah, is from your goal line to the. This is from your goal line to the far blue line, thirty feet in the air. Like it's it's absolutely. The last time I saw a guy do that, you remember? Uh, it's before your time, Bobby. But uh, Adam Oates. Oh yeah. I, I, yeah. Adam Oates was on, uh, it was in Anaheim and this guy, you know, the old drill, when you'd go two guys wide up the boards, 
uh, wide rink pass and go down, take a shot on the goalie. Otsi oh, yeah. would go back. Otsi would go backhand saucer the whole way down the ice, and each sauce was about thirty feet in the air. And I'm like, how the yeah. fuck is he doing that? And little tiny and blade, just, incredible. Yeah. And landing like a pancake, like a perfect pancake. every time. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just yeah. and I'm sending like I'm sending wounded ducks like blah, 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 right across there. Like, <laughs> you just pull the pin. <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, I will say the Carlson, is it not the Carlson to Broussard game? I feel like it's a game winner. Is it overtime winner in Ottawa in the that was playoff a tie. that same year? That was to tie the game up late, I believe. Um, yes. when he went, when he walked around the entire team up top and then found brass back door. Yeah. Brass right after him and brass. Yeah. yeah. But it was right after him and brass got into it too, on the bench about another goal. It was amazing. I was, <laughs> so that was the whole storyline was like, they're fighting. And I was like, they're not fighting. They're just mad at about a goal. And they hooked up for another one, you know, to tie. It was a big goal. I remember tying the game. So, uh, again, I'm going to say, cause people love the stories. Take me through, uh, the yelling to the goal. And I, and just afterwards, uh, only because, uh, Carl is, is known to be animated or vocal. Um, and I like to hear the guys that give it back to him a little bit. Yeah, Brass gave it back. To, I can't remember what the what the setting was and how they got into it. There was a goal scored and it was both guys either missing something or misconnecting. Um, I, I can't exactly remember it, but I just remember, Carl, you know, and Carl went right after him and gave it to him and Brass you know, has been a, a guy that's been around and he said, not a fucking chance. <laughs> like we're having a conversation and it got animated and they yelled at each other, but it's, it's amazing that people think that stuff lingers because by the time that conversation was over, both guys had already thought about something else and we're moving on. But I, I remember them yelling at each other and I was like, guys, it's a playoff game. Let's maybe save this one later for later uh, <laughs> behind closed doors. But yeah. And then Carlson finds them for, you know, the big tying goal and uh, the running jump hog from brass <laughs> on the play uh, on the celebration was, was incredible. So in the room afterwards, are there entertaining jokes being made? Not really. No, I think guys both, I can't remember this instance, but never, there never is guys, guys both say something, they both never. laugh it off and you're, and you're moving on every time. Nothing ever lingers. No. Who did you get into the most heated debate or discussion with on the bench um i had one with carl in st louis where i told him if he didn't shut up i was gonna break his nose um <laughs> so i and then dave cameron was like oh geez okay these guys are getting into it um and then i had it, i got into it really good with clark MacArthur during a practice um oh, and we God. almost fought we fought it we were very very close to fighting at center ice and then that was, you know, I had, I got off and I had to pick him up for our Halloween party that night. So I drew, so Mr. Dosecki's man was picking him up for, for a Halloween party within a couple hours. So that's, that just goes to show you how much we, we forget about it. But I was like, I'll drive tonight. I'm not in a mood to, you know, have a party. So I, I had to, uh, I had to suck that one up a little bit because we were still mad the car ride was still a little quiet <laughs> you, you, you dressed bobby you dressed up as the most interesting man in the world yeah i did <laughs> nice yeah. that's a great yeah. dosekis yeah. that's a good one i don't you guys got i mean I've seen often. some good ones but 
<laughs> I What's went, the line? Uh, I don't I don't drink beer often, but when I do, I drink Dos Equis. It's Dos Equis, yeah. Yeah. My, I think my best one was when I went as a bathroom attendant my last year in Ottawa. I went early, set up, and never broke character the entire night. Stayed down there. <laughs> so guys coming down were like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I stayed in character all You night. never left? I stayed right in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you get tips? Uh I got nothing. No, I had it all set up. I had a, you know, I had cocktails lined up for the guys. I had breath mints. Oh. I had chew. I had cigars. <laughs> it was a good one. That's outstanding. That's well That's played. Good. The bet. Uh, Yorkie, did you fight with anybody? I was too nice. Um, I had guys get mad at me though. I I think I might have told this story before, and and I deserve to get it for this. I dumped one in from center ice and broke our best player's finger. Bob, you wouldn't like that. Dump no nope. one of my dump ins, one of my dump ins right off PTSD the for Bobby right now. So, you know, when the Eagles, <laughs> you know, when the Eagles to hard rim it at center ice, so you get to the red line, hard rim. I hit Korea right in the back of his glove, and his oh no, his his pinky finger exploded. <laughs> so, he basically had to get oh. stitches right on the tip of his pinky. So, not only do I but I send our best player like the worst possible place. When you got, well, you know this, Bob, when you got to get freezing in your, in the tip of your finger, it's one of the worst yeah. pains you can get. So here's, so Korea just lit, lit into me when we got to the stupid fucking idiot. And he's yelling at me and I'm like, <laughs> I'm looking for quarters. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm like, just trying to dump it. In. <laughs> That's so, so good. Oh God. I'm just, um, I'm just crossing but, Paul Korea off the list of guests. Excuse me for a second. He'll come on. No but, but <laughs> yeah, times, times, times were different too. Like when I came into the NHL, you in practice, if you tried too hard against veterans or guys, they'd just cross check you in the head and yell at you. And you just, it was, <laughs> yep. it was different. It was, it was back then it was, you don't speak unless spoken to. There was rules like that. Like right. di yeah. di different, different time when I came in where there was a little bit more of, you had to earn it and. You uh, trying to show you guys. There were, I don't think we're going to be able to see it, but what do you got? There's the bathroom attendant. I have this. Oh, I'm going to get this to Alex <laughs> and see if I can get it put up. It was so That's good. So I dressed, I wore the suit and everything. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is very the, impressive. Uh, I was, when you best... sent it to me, I was like, what is that? That's, that's outstanding. Bobby, the best costume. You guys wouldn't know who this guy, you wouldn't even know who this guy is. A guy that played on Ottawa back in the 90s, his name was Phil Crow. He was a tough guy, and he was kind of chubby, told bad stories from his time in the East Coast League, and he looked exactly like a bus. He looked exactly like a bus driver, had like the big bussy head, a little bit of a boiler. So we called him Bussy. That was his nickname. He, he was Bussy. So for, for Halloween, we have our Halloween party. He found a bus driver's outfit, put a little sticker on it with Bussy, it was it was out, outstanding. Uh, it's those I guys, eh? The, the top. Oh yeah. This, I still uh, to this George, day I call him but, Bussy. George, George Peros was just the same. Like his, his favorite holiday is always Halloween, and I remember one time he came as an autograph seeker <laughs> and, and <laughs> stood, out, stood outside the bar where we were all going, and you know, put the you know the stained T-shirt and had all of our cards all put it in and chased us all down by the ropes. <laughs> it was incredible. He committed oh, to it big time. That's so <laughs> Look at this. There you go. 
like, what dungeon are you in? Oh man, it was in Westboro. I don't know the name of it. It's not Churchill's, but there's another one um, that we rented out Elmdale? for the night. I'll, I'll never. What's that? Is that the Elmdale Tavern? Is that what that is? No, gosh, no. I don't. I'll never remember it. It was right on the main yeah. strip there in Westboro by, yeah, is it Gizelig or uh, something? I'll never oh, remember. Yeah. It was right. Uh, is it Harton? Yeah. No. I, I'll have to look it up. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I got there early, set that table up. I got the mouthwash. I got all of it. <laughs> <laughs> See, you just never saw the party all night, though. No, I. you know what I did? I stayed down there for like, um, Danielle and the kids were flying back from California. So I had to, I had to drive anyway and go get them because it was like a, it was a late night flight or something. And we had the two young ones. So uh, I stayed down there for about an hour and then snuck out the back door. The ba- yeah, that's awesome. The bathroom, the bathroom yeah. attendant thing has never really caught on in Canada, though. It's like anywhere, anytime you go somewhere nice in the States, there's always that guy in the bathroom. Kind of makes you feel yep. uncomfortable. How much should I tip this yes. guy? Is, is, he wa- is he watching yes. me go to the bathroom? This is getting weird. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's just, kind of it's annoying. Really, especially small <laughs> bathrooms. Right? It's like, what are you doing yeah. in here? Yeah. I'm like when you've got to slide by the guy to get out the door, that's awkward. How much... How much is yeah. a hand wash worth to you? Like, is it is it a dollar? Is it two dollars? Like, I don't know. <laughs> That's what I do. Why do you watch me? Yeah. Hey, speaking of bathrooms, when I was in when I was in Mexico last week, we went on a couple of little hikes and tours. You got to pay to use the bathrooms there. There's a bathroom charge. It's crazy. Come on. And they don't even have an attendant, and it's not nice in there. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's in Sweden. You have to pay all the public washrooms. Right? No way! Come on. Yeah, yeah I had no so idea. Maybe, maybe they're onto something in the U.S. You, you just got a tip, and it's not a lot nicer in there. <laughs> it, well, this, I wish we had one of those sound I'll, effects when the show comes off the rails. You just yeah, hear the screeching of the railroad tracks. That's what this is at the moment. <laughs> Yes. Uh, Get me off the screen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here. Uh, Well, before we go, we'll play in case anybody's not familiar of the uh, Hoffman Carlson play. Oh, yeah. Uh, Alex, do you have a video? No, we're just going to continue to watch Bob. That's I don't remember this posture. Part. That don't so that's that. oh that's where he yells at Broussard. Yeah, <laughs> he's so pissed. Oh, who's that? That's a good looking guy know. right there. What? What? What are we watching? What just happened? I don't know. Alex is all. <laughs> yeah, this is the miscue right well, here, this... though. <laughs> Brass just standing there. Oopsies. <laughs> <laughs> Like he's looking at he's looking. <laughs> he's, oh, he's livid. <laughs> he's livid. Oh, that's so good. Anyway. Uh, here's the guy. Oh, here's the. Oh. Out of nowhere. Yeah, what a move. Yeah, what a move. What a pass. I feel like this was like when they. I think it was. First. Yeah. Didn't they make us come back the next year and like run through all the plays? From the from the series, 
that's what that's what we were looking oh, yeah? at, like pictures of me yeah. yeah i think i think so i can't remember something like that that would be cool i, I never saw it uh all <laughs> right uh on on that note uh we have more stuff for you thursday as the Sens play their final game of the season and then monday uh we got some work to do because that's when the playoffs start boys Ooh. all right so we'll get we'll our ready in uh Pierre Dorian's going to speak Monday, so Tuesday's show will wrap up the season, and then we'll uh, figure out some more stuff from there. Anyway, have uh, good. a good couple of days. We'll see see you Thursday. Uh, enjoy, boys. Yep, have a good one. See you, fellas. Coming in hot is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.